Hello, and welcome to the Word of Nerd. I am producer James. I am TC. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna put your title on there either? Well, it does it? You have a title. I do have a title. Let's let's put it out there right all in right, the front. All right, I am Pastor TC. Oh, you don't like using Reverend? Or is it? Or is that not a? It feels way more. Uh, <laughs> What's the word? There's gravitas to it. There is gravitas to it. It feels too formal for the occasion. No offense to you. Ouch. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, we are more... talking about a movie. Whatever. <laughs> what's what's not formal about that? Uh, that's that's a fair that's a fair point. As we both sit here in hoodies and jeans. Shh. They don't. We're fully clad in leather, oh, sir. Right. Yeah. Sorry, my cummerbund <laughs> is too tight. Probably. I'm in a I'm in a full length duster. <laughs> Yes, for very appropriate for what we're talking about. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, welcome to the show. Um, uh, for first-time listeners, which is everybody, this is a show where we are going to take a movie, possibly a TV episode, comic book. We're kind of open to whatever. We're going to start with movies, and we're going to approach them as if they are holy books, and someone... Wants to create a religion around it. So uh, I'm the man of the nerd, I guess. And and TC, my friend here, is an actual man of the cloth. Uh, why is why I gave him a hard time about just calling himself TC. So like you literally have a theology degree then. Like, I do. You've gone have, through seminary. Yes, I did. I uh, have a master's in divinity, which I think is the coolest master's title of all kind. <laughs> Let's talk about gravitas now. <laughs> You have a master's in divinity. I know it's. I, I mean, think you have to. You gotta. You gotta give it a more gravity. Uh, yes. <laughs> I have a master's in divinity. Yes, there oh, it is. Terrible British accent. <laughs> they didn't teach that in seminary. Weirdly they should enough, have. They should have. You don't do your sermons in. I don't. In a we British, should. And, a, and just like a slight, like slight. like a Patrick Stewart sort of way, where he's Ooh, doing an American mm-hmm. accent, but it's very still British sounding. Right. Yeah. Just because he's so regal. He is super regal. Did I ever tell you I saw him at the I.O. theater? Did you just start weeping immediately? Because I would. I almost did, but I was so caught off guard. Because he just ran out right in front of me, and he's such a tiny man. Well, Is he? Everyone's he's probably, a, I was going to say, you're a tall man. I'm, I'm Was six, he about five. my height? Because like, I'm not a tiny man. I'm it's, an average height fellow. I'm so sorry for all of the things I've already said and not I've, said. I've looked online. I'm average height, okay? I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> um, it's funny because I actually do have a degree in films. <laughs> like, I have a film degree. Like, mm-hmm. everybody. Like, everybody does a podcast does. Right. But... Uh, that's why I have you here because yeah, it's, I know enough about religion, but I don't. Uh, I don't have a degree like you, in it. You thought this through. You have a film degree. I have a seminary degree, and so together we can make I, this. Podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's the that's the general premise. Um, and we thought we'd start off with probably what is the most quintessential movie for such a premise, which would be The Matrix. Which you probably know from the title of the episode. Uh, let's be honest. Um, and why I'm clad in leather. Yes. Which is very distracting, I have to say. I can't move a muscle or it will pick up on the microphone. Yeah, it's very squeaky. Super squeaky. Doesn't work for this. I Doesn't. may have to change later. Uh, so, um, so yeah, let's just jump, let's just jump into it. All yeah, right. So good. the Matrix classic first off i just want to i just it totally holds up 
it really does. It blew my mind that it is 22 years old. It could have came out last summer and hit just as hard. Yeah. Well, a little bit of the CGI the, would have been, would have been, would have been spruced up a little bit, yeah. but they used it properly. Um, oh, boy. Like, what for you? Like, if you took this movie just one shot through, uh, like, what what is, like, the biggest message you would you, you would grab this movie and run away with? I would say the biggest theme throughout the movie, the thing that I would grab onto is fate or destiny versus free will or and choice. I think that that is throughout the entire movie and they play with it. They play with yes. it in such a fun, weird way that makes it almost like, we don't know, which one is it? You, you, can, you can feel one way, like you think it's all free will. At one point in the movie. At one point in yeah. the movie. And then in a, the very next movie you're like, oh, but wait, was this destined to happen? Didn't that Oracle say? I, I was going to say, it, it's that Oracle scene that really messes with your mind really, when really she, does. she does she does the whole, don't worry about the vase. And he goes, what vase? Knocks it over. And he's, she says the real head scratcher is, would you have broken that if I didn't say anything? And that is so... What? That is so literary. Because that is in like any Greek tragedy or yeah. mythos that has the fates. I was gonna say anything that has a prediction yeah. or a or a an would it have happened or, yes. if they didn't hear the prediction? Well, like that, I mean, every great Greek myth is that where it's just like your, your son's gonna kill you. Well, we got to get rid of my son. Right. What's that? He killed me because I got rid of him. Oedipus Super. would have never done the things Oedipus did right. had he lived at home, because <laughs> he would have known who his mother was. Uh, yep. Oh goodness. Uh, yep. But you're you're not wrong. Like throughout this film, you aren't sure which is which, and like part of me almost isn't sure if they know which is which because like uh, Neo is the chosen one, like the the greatest of any um, uh, prediction, any prophecy that is the prophecy. Mm -hmm. um, but he, but they they specifically, it seems like play with the idea of free will like he has to willingly become the one he can't be forced to be the one like every other prophecy does absolutely in in the scene with the oracle i noticed this and i didn't notice this when i first watched it because uh, i was 15 years old when it came out yeah and I've, I haven't watched it in, I would say, 20 years. What? I would honestly say I haven't I watched watch it. I watch this at least once every couple of years. I, I yeah. get in the mood and go, oh, I need to watch Matrix again. I was shocked it wasn't <laughs> on my shelf. I looked, You don't own it? I, I own it now. I didn't. Oh, well, that's, I mean, let's be honest, that's worth it. Uh, right, it was. It was nine bucks. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm right? I'm buying this. No, I do have the DVD, the old school one that has the, it's not the plastic case, the full plastic case. It's one of those that's a lot of, cardboard that like clipped together with a plastic clip oh thing God. you remember those <laughs> i do remember yeah, those. they're terrible got, yeah they don't protect yeah, anything yeah that's the matrix yeah that's they that come in that they come in that bad boy that's only the first one the, the next two didn't and i do own those two i don't so i only I own shouldn't. one now i only own one i shouldn't but you're welcome so now i know who to come to if i want to borrow <laughs> the other two to punish myself or anything so when he is with the Oracle, when Neo's with the Oracle, what I noticed this time, the Oracle never says, you're not the one. 
She waits for him to answer. She waits for him to say, I'm not the one. And then she says, I'm sorry. And then she says, you got the gift, but you're waiting for something. Essentially saying, but to me, essentially saying, you you could be the one. What are you waiting for? Had you just said, I'm the yeah, I believe it. Then I would be like, boom, there it is. It, but it also sort of harkens to the whole idea of often, at least I am under the uh, the opinion that a great leader doesn't want to be a great leader. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, a man who is not looking to be a leader is who you want as a leader because they're not there for the glory. The He's not the one because... He wants to be the one. He's the one because he realizes he has to be the one. Right. It's the Simba and Scar of it all. <laughs> right? Scar wants to be the one and is terrible. And Simba's like, Akuna Matata, my friend. I <laughs> see some bugs. That's was, was slimy but yet satisfying. You're right. You're, that, yeah, you're right. That's absolutely what it is. It's, it's the hero's journey, right? Part of the hero's journey, uh, Joseph Campbell, right? Is that I believe so, yeah. Is the reluctance. There's one of the sections you have to like is reject like you have the call. To, yeah, you have yeah. to be reluctant to go on the on the mission, and then someone convinces you. But this is taking that to an extreme, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like Very much like so. the fact that it's the the rejection is most of the movie because he's still willing to help out. He's still willing to be there. He doesn't want somebody to sacrifice themselves for him, but he still gets there. Like the rejection is a way bigger part of this movie than in any other hero's journey. Absolutely. He rejects it all the way until uh, he, he realizes it. Is, yeah. Well, until he realizes <laughs> it. Really, I mean, almost. He rejects but, it all the way until he realizes it. He That's realizes he's fair. the one. But right. I guess not true. You're right. When he's going When to Morpheus is in trouble, then he's like, he snaps into like, it doesn't matter. Let, whether I'm the one or not, we got to go do this thing. So I got to start believing that I can do this thing. Right. Because, you, you know, it's funny what I, I realized watching it this time around is that you, you assume it's like action, 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 action. It's like, no, it's them going to see the Oracle. That's what opens them up to be uh, to be ambushed, essentially. Well, that and Cypher. But, right, but, but I mean, but that's the moment he uses. Like, yeah. you, you, you sort of, you don't realize how much buildup there is up to this point. Like, it's not just because any other movie, it's action, 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 action. Mm-hmm. And they, they do an interesting thing where the action is often the... Um, uh, the training sequences and stuff where at the point he still doesn't like he's just getting his walking legs mm-hmm. during all these sequences like because yeah. the other like I'll, I'll kind of jump I kind of want to jump to the next big theme which is also like the perception of reality yep yeah yeah that, that is, was the one that, that was your next one wasn't it one. that was the second that one that is the second one I because have because that's what brings because like the free will um, destiny debate is definitely what the movie like is it's just sewn into the movie like sewn into the plot sewn into the characters the perception of reality is definitely what brings you to the movie like once you realize the world isn't what it is you're basically a brain in a jar you're like mind blown 1999 me mind was blown forever Mm, 15 year old me (laughs) didn't know how to comprehend this right like it was like Oh, yes, because for me, I actually had the thought at one point of like, how do I know red is red? Yeah, you had the same? No, I didn't oh. think that, but I, I love that. I thought that one time where I was like, how do I know that this color red is the same thing that you see? Like, we both r- agree that's red. Mm-hmm. But how do you describe red without using the color red? Right. 
You, I mean, you just use objects, right? Right, like the other things that are the same color, right, but yep. you can't describe a color Mm-mm. without using the color. It's like trying to <laughs> describe sound to somebody who's never heard anything before. Mm-hmm. It's just you can't comprehend it, you know? Like, so so the fact that, uh, like, reality for one person could be different than reality from another person is where I, like, I had thoughts like that as a kid. So when I watched this movie, I was like, what if everything's made up? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Which I, cause I never thought, heard the thought experiment of you, you're just a brain in a jar and all your experiences are done through senses mm-hmm. and being, being poked and prodded. Y- you had that thought as a child? Well, probably like, well, before 1999, oh, for my sure. Word. I, I don't think I had a thought that profound until I was well into my 20s. And I read an article that told me that none of us see the same color the same way because of the rods and cones in our eyes and because of the way that they interact. We all know generally that that is red, to use your example. But that red looks different to me than it does to you because our eyes and our parts are different. So, yes, you you were right, child prodigy James. Nope, I peaked right there. You peaked. You're just it's all downhill. It's all downhill. You stopped being a great thinker at five or whenever you had that crazy thought. I no, I wouldn't it would not have been five. It was probably like, you know, it could have been like ten, twelve, something like Still, that. That's insane. I don't know. That's not that's, that's not that insane. So you you talking about us being uh head in a jar, that was really something that stuck with me this time. When yeah. when Morpheus was uh talking about uh, what's real? Do you think that's air you're breathing? Right. Do you think that's air you're breathing? What's real? Amazing line. If real is just your senses, just chemicals in a brain, synapses firing, then any electrical like charge can make anything real. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm going to have an existential crisis here. Just yes, absolutely. In 2021... From a 1999 movie, I'm going to sit here and be like, what, what is real? And then I just fall on Descartes and I'm like, I think therefore I, I am. <laughs> but is anyone else? <laughs> is anyone outside of my reality but myself? Yeah, no, that you can go down a deep hole with this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, I like, I know we're sort of doing this in a analytical, like, like a studious way of like looking at this, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure I read an article where some people do think they're in a computer simulation, which I mean, it's, and you can't argue against them though. You can't, I don't blame you for thinking that you You, could be in the, we could be in the matrix. There's no way. So this, (laughs) this is why this podcast is good because this is their faith, whatever, whoever those people are, that is what they believe. Just like I, a Christian pastor believe in a God. There's no way for me to definitively prove it. Right. There's no way for anyone to definitively disprove it. Same thing for those people. Right. There's no way to prove it. There's no way to disprove it. It's yeah. faith. And the so, only way you can prove it is to find some, find a hacker mm-hmm. who's already done it and takes you out. And that's the interesting part about it too, is that there is an external element that is actually in the real world who can pull you out. But willingly like mm-hmm. they sort of make this very um they they make the point a few times that you can't just be grabbed out of the matrix you have right. to be willing to do it you have to be open to it you have to accept it down to the point where they give you a literal choice mm-hmm. the red pill or the blue pill like are you do you want to see what we have to show you 
or you can go back home and everything will be the same. Yeah. Like the fact that there's an external force is very, very interesting because actually from a religious perspective, that is often what it is. It's not like somebody wakes up and goes, I'm a blank today. <laughs> I just woke up and decided mm-hmm. I am I am a Hindu. Mm-hmm. Boom. Let's go. No, you do need the external force to it, like it, it, it's nice because I guess it is kind of like a religion, too, because it's not often. OK, I'm going to go ahead and blow this at the first. I grew up Mormon and I was about to say. It's not like somebody comes knocking at your door mm-hmm. and says, would you like to learn about this? Hmm. People do do that. Hmm. I never did that because I, I felt... You I never went on a mission? No. Oh, man. Because I felt uncomfortable bothering people about something about this literal thing where it's like you can't force someone to believe something. They ha- You kind of have to meet them halfway. Mm-hmm. They have to be interested and you have to help them along. Neo knew there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. And he was getting there, and but you can't do the whole thing by yourself either. Right. So you do need both halves. So for, this is very religious. It's insane now that we're talking about right. it. Right. On the basis of uh, sort of your reality, like not being what it once was, the fact that when he, he does get pulled out and, they, and he's on the table, he's like, why do my eyes hurt? Mm. And their answer is, you've never used them before. Yeah. That's like what? Because like that has so many layers, but like that's a good like your perception of reality is finally true and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And his muscle muscles are all atrophy too. And it's yep. like, oh, that scene hit me different this time because I yeah. was just like, I, like I said, I was too young when I watched it the first time. But I, it, you, I mean, you, that, from this element, it is very much like you have to get your legs together. Like you, if you are walking into this religion of the matrix um then you have to get your sea legs like you have to like you have to change the way you think you have to change the way you sort of behave almost to like to be a part of this yeah absolutely absolutely uh the part to go with this this theme the part that really stuck out to me was when they were talking about you know that something's wrong Mm-hmm. You can't describe it though. You yes. can only feel it. Yeah. Like that's a direct quote from it. And then they say something's wrong. And it's like a sliver in your brain. Like you just know something's wrong with the world. And I feel like that's the hook that almost every religion uses. Yes. They're, they're like, you know, something's wrong. Here's the answer. And so they go, <laughs> so just like any religion, they yeah. go, do you want to keep living in the crappy world as it is? Here's the blue pill. Or do you want to come to Wonderland? But, but, but the red pill for this is very much like, I can't tell you, I have to show you. Mm-hmm. Which is very... <laughs> that might be a little predatory, but it is very <laughs> like... But it is... But that's true, though. Like, at least in the way that this movie is shown. Right. It, like, you can't just... I could show you, but like... I could show you on a TV screen what it is, but you're not going to believe it. Right. And, and he didn't. When right. he was shown, he he unplugged and he threw up and he was like, "I don't believe, it, I don't believe," it. and he just popped everywhere as they as they said. He's gonna pop. He's gonna pop. <laughs> um, the the other scene. So it's funny. We we actually had a little discussion beforehand about how we were approaching the movie. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely like themes," and then you just kind of you take lines, you take scenes, you take whatever, and you just. There it is. Like it's like generic notes that just kind of coalesce as you 
as you go on. And 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 how did you which say? Is, which is so just freeform for me. And I'm so, like I'm like jazz, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so when you when you describe this to me, the way that I thought about it, because I'm a pastor, is the way that I think about how I look at my religion as a pastor. I look at my holy text as a pastor. So I looked at it through stories. So each ste- each scene in the movie is a story. So I broke I broke this down by scene. So I I have five pages of typed <laughs> notes here that are just like this is the story of Neo at home. This is the story of Neo loaded into the concept. Which is funny because that is how you like describe a biblical story. It is. It's like it's the story of this person at a thing. You remember right. when he was at the thing? This is, this is the story of creation. This is the story right. of the ark part. So. Do you remember when this guy was at the club? Yeah. Like that's this part. That's, that's yeah. this story. And to me, if this was the holy text, <laughs> right. that's exactly how leaders would do it, right? They would go, all right, tonight, today we're talking about the white rabbit and we're talking about in the second half. <laughs> so, and that's the thing, like you, you told me that and then it made me go, oh, dip. Yes, I need to do that a little bit too. <laughs> so like when it comes to uh, reality, like perception of reality, the one that hit me the most, the one that I would use as a prime example mm-hmm. is actually the conversation about food. Yes. Where Mouse is saying, how did they know? How did they know what tasty wheats tasted like? Mm-hmm. Why does everything taste like chicken? Mm-hmm. That whole sequence is one of the most profound examples of like, maybe something's wrong. Mm-hmm. If everything tastes the same, maybe something's wrong. It's so short too. Like it that is so scene short, is just so quick. But that's very much could be, uh, you know, a little parable about oh, everything. You know what 100%. I mean? Like, it's just a little, we just have to give you a couple minutes and and I'll get my point across really quickly. A hundred percent. Oh, man. And... Oh, the parable I, of the tasty wheat. This is this is going into another section, but <laughs> tasty wheat. Let's, we got to bring, go, no, bring that up next. We, what, 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 what do you got next? Like, well, what are you saying? No, I mean, for un, the other section of the, the podcast, when we oh, talk about tra- oh, I get traditions. What you're yes, we, we, we will gotta, get there. We got to come to get to tasty wheat. <laughs> um, the, next, the next theme that I picked up on was the enemy that we're fighting who's the real enemy that we're fighting yeah and and it really that theme didn't coalesce for me until the very end when i was watching this in 1999 i thought neo was talking to the average person in the matrix but when he's talking to like agent smith when he's on the phone at the very end before oh, oh, before oh, rage yeah, yeah, hits yeah. and After, he flies oh, yeah, away yeah, yeah. very very end <laughs> very very okay. i mean very they're end. talking about like uh what's it it's not is it tank or dozer tank's the one that tank survives tank survives i oh, thought you're talking spoiler, about tank. spoiler alert sorry guys <laughs> uh if you haven't seen matrix by now oh boy years. do yourself a favor yeah and forget what we just said but so the, the very end neo dies in the end sorry <laughs> At the very end, he's talking and he's saying, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm going to free everyone. I'm going to free everyone. And then where we go from there is your choice. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh, he's going to free me. And I'm going to have a choice of where we go from there. But this time watching it, it hit different because I was like, oh, no, he's talking to whoever is in charge of the machines. You think so? I do. Yeah? Because he's he's saying, I'm going to free them. He doesn't say, I'm going to free you. Yeah. Which would be me. Yeah. In the Matrix. I'm going to free them. I'm going to show them the real world. And then we 
And then we're going to see, or how does he say it? And then where we go from there is up to you. So not only is he saying he's going to free all of humanity, but then he's like kind of giving them a choice. He's giving his, whatever the enemy is, a choice in, you know, what are we going to do? Which is... (laughs) Which is so nonviolent of a very violent human. <laughs> right, right. Like, he just got done going inside of Mr. Smith. <laughs> right. Agent Smith. Sorry, didn't mean to take away his title. <laughs> and exploding him from the inside out. Yeah. Which also speaks to how we should deal with the enemy. Oh, man. This whole... this. Well, and that's the thing. I actually... When it comes to the violence in this movie, it's mm-hmm. interesting because, like... It is a simulation. It is supposed to be fake, but anything that happens in the in the Matrix does happen in the real world. Yeah, and they kill a whole bunch of people. And the fact that agents take over people's bodies mm-hmm. makes you think that once the agent dies, because once the agent dies, the one that got shot in the head turned back into a pilot, correct? Correct. So that guy just died. Yeah, he was super dead. Uh, <laughs> so this, uh, we'll get into it later, but if you were a literalist of this, Violence is the answer. Violence is a okay as long as it's the you know your enemy. As long as it's to, to to quote another Rage Against the Machine the song, if you know your enemy. Well, well, the other thing is that when they're in the construct and they're walking through the busy street right before or right after you see the woman in the red dress. Right, that training, and that training sequence, that training sequence, and he turns around. Morpheus says most of these people aren't ready to be unplugged. In right. fact. They will fight to not be unplugged. They will fight to stay in this world that they believe is real. Mm-hmm. And anyone who is not, anyone who is not one of us is one of them and could be an agent. And so if you take what you just said about violence is totally okay <laughs> against the enemy. Yeah. And take what Morpheus said, anyone who's not in our, we're talking, this is a cleansing <laughs> kind of literalistness. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Maybe we, I jump the gun on we, that one. We might, but oh But my. I think your your thoughts, actually it's funny, I think your theme of the enemy actually kind of might coalesce with my next theme, which is conformity. Mm. So like for me, the enemy is conformity. Like the enemy, the agents, the system are trying to keep you... Now, this might be I listened to way too much Rage Against Machine as a kid. <laughs> uh-huh. And it, so be it. Um, they're going to try keeping you where you are. You can't mm-hmm. ruffle the system. You can't go against the system. Like, the interrogation scene. Oh, gosh, yeah. Where Neo has now made contact with, the en- with their enemy, which is the real people in the real world, is bucking the system. He's about to buck the system. He's a pro. He's approaching system bucking, uh, and he's he's pre buck. He's pre buck. He's, pre, he's pre-buck. preparing to buck. Yes. Um. And he's on deck to buck. And they pull out their entire arsenal to get him back into conformity. Yeah. They they use the 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 carrot first, right? They they're like the the honey part. They're like. We'll totally wipe away this whole, whole uh, file we have on you. You you can just go back to your life, free of wipe any charges. Wipe everything clean. Everything clean. Right. And and when he's like, 
no. I want my phone call. Wait, wait, That's wait. obviously a, a quote. He doesn't I, say anything I else. love it, though. I was, my wife walked in as I was watching that scene, and she was trying to talk to me about something. And I, and like, she had finished what she's saying, but the line was about to come up was, how about I give you the finger, <laughs> and you give me my phone call? And I said that to her, and the line was gone. I've seen this movie too many times, but... Yeah. But that's what it is. It's he then goes no right f the system. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that's system of a down, not raging against machine. Um, ah, uh, yeah, it's going for more mo- song titles. Uh, <laughs> what podcast is this? Is this a music one? I could have done f you. I won't do what you tell me, but that's not a title. That's, that's just not a, a title. That's, that's, that's the best line it's, of that. Song. Right, exactly. But yes. Uh, <laughs> so um, he goes that far. So then it becomes like then they literally bug him or no no first they first they he loses his mouth right first he loses his mouth which i saw as those who are in power who are benefiting from the system who want to keep the system in place will will use like you said every trick in their arsenal and one of those tricks is not playing by their own rules yes they will make rules that you have to abide by but that they don't have to yeah you can't melt someone's mouth together <laughs> with your mind <laughs> right. They're literally silencing you, too. Yeah. Like, they're taking your voice away. Because it's like they're silencing you, but they're also, like, almost manipulating your reality. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. That's some Big Brother stuff. That is very Big Brother. And on top of Big Brother, they have advanced technology that you do not have. Correct. And so they can put a little squiddy squid squid in your your tummy. Did you hear what they call it, though? I know. You've been bugged. Well, yeah. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they can bug you. That's very Big Brother. That is super big. That's exactly what happens all the time uh, in the world, I think. I mean, <clears throat> I, we I didn't. Mean, no, don't don't trace this back. Um, no, love, love, the, love power. Uh, love. Don't don't trace this IP address. It's being rerouted <laughs> through other countries. Uh, this is a radio. <laughs> this is pirate radio. <laughs> it is not. I'm not. I don't care that much. I'm nobody. I was about uh, to use the name of my friend, but then I was like, I shouldn't just put his name out here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like for me, like conform, like the conformity end of that's the enemy. The other end of it, like the, the what ends up coming from that, ends up being the theme that I think is very important, which is being true to oneself. Mm. Interesting. Before you, I'm sorry. Before yeah. you go to that, yeah. I want to I want to tie this whole enemy oh, okay. thing up yeah, if yeah, I yeah. can. Go ahead. Back where I started, which is at the end, <laughs> uh-huh. where he he sort of puts this olive to me puts this olive branch out. Now it can also be seen as a threat. <laughs> like I'm gonna yep. do this. Yep. And then what happens after there is up to you because I can just kick your butt. Right. But to me, it's it's an olive branch that's saying I know you're not the real enemy because we. He learned at that point that machines and humans have had a war. But like to me, the olive branches, you get to choose where we go. We can live together in the future <laughs> or we can continue this endless war. Yeah. So who's what's the real enemy? The real enemy is wanting everything for yourself. Power. The real enemy is power and control. Yeah. And, and so... It took to the very end of the movie for me to be like, oh, they were they were in war. We're the ones that scorched the sky because we thought robots needed the sun. And and that is control. And that's control. Yeah. And so at some point we were the enemy. Yeah. And to them, we still are. the enemy. Well, I mean, who is not on your side is your enemy. 
You're, right. th- you're saying bad guy, not necessarily enemy. Like there, like enemy is there are two sides. Your enemies. Mm-hmm. There is a good guy, bad guy. Right. And we think we're the good guy. Scorching the sky takes the bad guys down. Right. But in all fairness, like we ruined the earth by doing that. Absolutely. Making us the bad guys. Right. If you want to do such black and white terms. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that the way we look at things, when it's humans versus robots, every human <laughs> mm-hmm. is going to be like, well, I'm a human. Yeah. So I see humans as the good guys. Right. Well, whatever side you're on is always going to be the good guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But really, we're all bad guys is really what I was kind of getting well, with that. When they were talking about previous versions of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there was a version where somebody had, con- or everything was fine, everything, everything was, was perfect. perfect. You you couldn't want for more, and it, and the person was like, nah, there's something wrong. We rejected it. No, we rejected no. it as humans. This oh. is too perfect. Yep. Like this isn't real. Mm-hmm. There's something. There's oh man. Which let's be there honest, that's kind of true. That I think there's some truth to that too. Like absolutely. Like even there's this sort of. I mean, there's like the, the hierarchy of um, survival or whatever. There's some there's some term for it where it's like you need the the basic shelter, food, clothing. Oh yeah, the uh, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. The where oh, I used to know his name. <laughs> I had a master's in oh, psychology. Man, you. I know. <laughs> this is what you're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This isn't in the Bible. Get out of here. <laughs> that's not even that's not even plugged in. Um. So, so it it, it sort of it, it, as it builds up. You know, like your concerns change. And mm-hmm. if everything is fine and everything is taken care of, you're going to find something. Yeah, you create it. You're going to create problems. I was talking recently to my wife about this. And I was like, Is she creating problems? She- <laughs> Do I need to talk to your wife? No, 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 okay. no. No, this is, yes, actually, I need, I need help. I'm blinking twice. Um, she is creating, blink, blink. she's creating It's an audio podcast. The they need to hear oh, it. Oh, right. Sorry. No, everything is fine. My wife is lovely. I love her very much. I'm guessing she will listen to this podcast at some point. So all of that is true. Hi, I love you. Moving forward, uh, I was talking to her about how... Um, I, shot, I saw a shotgun at your wedding. <laughs> oh, boy. We're never going to get through this. <laughs> what was your wife saying? We were talking about... Because she, she's a teacher. and mm-hmm. She works in a school. Um, that's what teachers do. If they're good, yeah, they work in a school. (laughs) She, she, I don't know. My wife does some street teaching. Ooh, those are the best kinds of teachers. She, that's where you get, ah, that's where you get street smarts. Oh boy, Ah, street smarts. I'm a dad too. That's where I get these jokes from. Anyway, go ahead. Keep going. She teaches in a school. She teaches in a school. She noticed that more of her, uh, sorry, I should preface this. She teaches in a classroom that is basically half. Uh, native English speakers and half native Spanish speakers. Okay. She has noticed that m- more of the native English speakers have uh, IDPs, IEPs, independent, IL, independent learning plans, <laughs> okay. ILPs. Yeah, okay. Yep, that would be ILP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, well, you know. Well, it could be independent get... education plan. Right. That's is why it I was, IEP? It it doesn't be. matter. I don't know. It doesn't the, matter. The, the point is different. And the point it's, is different. It's the same. Because they have been, they have been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD and these things. And so I was talking to her and I was like, why do you think more of the native English speakers have that? 
And we sort of came to this place where, generally speaking, in her classroom, and I don't want to paint any broad brushes, but in her mm-hmm. classroom, generally speaking, the people who have native English speakers are white upper class. Mm-hmm. And the people who are native Spanish speakers tend to be middle to lower class. Okay. Um, economically speaking only. I don't know about their class yeah, and yeah, fanciness. Yeah. Probably more than mine. <laughs> but uh, it spoke to me that once you have this hierarchy of needs fulfilled, right? So you don't have to worry about housing, food, communicating with the people surrounding you in the world, these kinds of things, you look for what else is wrong. You'd want to fix what else is wrong Mm -hmm. in your life. I'm not saying ADHD, ADD is not a thing, (laughs) but it's something that you can now focus on because you have these other things fulfilled. Whereas if you're in a middle or lower class, you're still worried about the next paycheck, the next rent, the heat, the, the groceries, these kinds of things. So you don't have either the time or the finances to address your child's ADD oh, yeah. or ADHD. Oh yeah, I see what you're making. Like the at home, that might not be a concern. Right, and so when you come like to the, it's school. Not the, it's not the school it's doing not it. The okay, school. that's no, what no, I no. wasn't, yeah. So when you come to school yeah. and they're like, They come you with that, come, like here's a thing right. you must, you should probably know. Because the, the, so the school doesn't diagnose. The school no, doesn't say your child has ADD. Even if they know it, <laughs> like you're, well, you can't be like your kid has ADD. Like they can, <laughs> they can adjust as a good teacher would just adjust. But right, you, yeah, you're right. That yeah. But they, they, because they're not diagnosed, they don't get those independent education plans. They don't get those IEPs. Fun story about me. I'm pretty sure I was misdiagnosed with ADD as a child. But I think that was at a time where it was sort of overdiagnosed. It was just brand new, so yeah, everyone yeah. had it. Yeah, they were like, "Child, you can't pay attention for three hours." I you think it was more that it. just like I don't know. Sometimes I didn't pay attention. Like I don't know. You're because you're daydreaming, I was on, child. Right? I was on some sort of medication in Your high school. Quest, is this why you it. questioned if you knew what red was? Was Maybe it the medication? Maybe that's why they're like, "We need to get Man. this kid." No, no, no. This would have been before the medication. Oh, I see. That's why. That's they why put they put you me on, on the medication because I, okay. I started questioning reality. <laughs> but it, no, but it, it is like I I had it in high school, and then I just kind of stopped taking it as I got older, mm. and like. I don't think I needed it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I may, I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. Right. I don't even, I don't even think I went to a psychologist for this diagnosis. I think it was my pediatrician. Like, who cares? <laughs> it was, the, it was the 90s and people just diagnosed things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then the Matrix came out and I said, let's take that red pill, man. Let's, take let's it. just take it. Get that cinnamon in my system. <laughs> Do you just take cinnamon pills? Is that what you're? I, I, I Those tried. are just called hot tamales. Oh, man. <laughs> I was only picking out the red Mike and Ikes. As I was trying to, I was avoiding the blue ones because that would counter it. Like yeah. acid and base. You don't want to do that. Well, then you just, it would just cancel. Yeah, exactly. Cancel you, don't, you don't want to do right. that. Um, so uh, is that is that what you have? On the enemy, yeah, that was the enemy. Okay, <laughs> we we really tangented on no, that. No, I think but... I think we nailed it. Because like it, for me, the enemy becomes conformity, and which is uh, part of control. Which is part, yeah, exactly. It is Absolutely. the control. It is it is the need to not be controlled. Because I think for me, this movie ended up being like I I dug into this movie, and I think a little bit was 
the the themes we've already hit because mm-hmm. I was big into Greek mythology as a child, so like that whole arc is great. The we've already talked about how I question my reality to begin with, um, <laughs> but but the fact of like I was also a big X Men fan, mm. and I think what what the X Men and the Matrix both have, which is like there's outsider you are you find you're an outsider, and what do you do? You find other outsiders. You know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely. It's okay to be an outsider. And I always felt a little outsider. So, like, in this movie, I think there's a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of call to be oneself. You know, like, mm-hmm. like the, the whole conformity thing ends up being, like, you're trying to be yourself and they won't let you. It is not good to be yourself. You have to be like everybody else. Because he's wearing that suit at the beginning that everybody's wearing that suit. The agents are wearing that suit. And like when he becomes when when he goes into the Matrix and he comes back out and they're like, here's your residual self-image. He's not in a suit. Right. He's not like crazy like he is later, but he is wearing like his home. Like he is his, in his hacker outfit. Essentially, mm-hmm. he is Neo with his residual self-image. Right. Which I think is a great term to be used constantly your residual like if if i was part of this religion for me a big part of it would be coming for yourself like your personal journey is reaching your residual self-image Ooh, interesting so that's like that's your goal that is a that is a personal goal you so something that's really interesting about that specifically is we have that we don't have that in terms of the matrix but have you ever had in your mind Uh how you look and then you look in a mirror and you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> that is not what I was I had in my mind. It was different. Um, not not so much. I think for me, it's it's usually I see myself and it's like, this isn't, I could be something different. This isn't how I think I should be. Interesting. I, I feel like you- I think I need okay. to change some things. Yeah. You know? Are you talking on a physical level? I'm talking or? about a physical level. Okay. Yeah. Because that's what I was, I was talking about. I've too. already gone. I've already I've had. Ar- you had already gone. <laughs> no, no, no. I've internal. already done. I've already done an internal journey. Right. And, and a good, perfect. Honestly, it's it's no, no, no. It, it, it it's always ongoing. Got but it. like, uh, I didn't. So like, we we live in Chicago. We live in the yep. Chicago area. Yep. Um, I didn't grow up here. Me either. And for me, moving here from the small hick farm town I'm from. <laughs> no offense, my small hick farm town, if you still live there, uh, good on ya. Uh, not for me. I moved to Chicago and found it a, It was a great time to change who I was. Mm. And not in a like, I wasn't living my best life. It was just like, I don't think this is me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you had these labels growing up. And this whole Mormon thing actually ended up like fizzling as I came to Chicago. And I, like, he's even a minor thing, like, I was losing my hair at basically early 20s, okay? And you hold on to it as best you can. And when I moved to Chicago, I ended up shaving my head more. Like, like it was first a buzz, and then it became, like, kind of shorter and shorter, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. ba- almost shaved at this point. Like, you look great, by the way. Thank you. But it is owning it. It is my, that is part of my residual self-image. The fact that I'm not labeled as, like, my last name, like, with that family, because it's a small town. So, like, your last name means you are part of this unit 
Gotcha. Yeah. You're, I was part of Mormonism. So I was part of that unit. Like I had these labels. I had these expectations. People expected me to be something and someone. Mm -hmm. I moved to Chicago. I went to college and these people didn't know me from anyone. And so it was delightful to be able to be like, who am I now? Mm. So I've done that journey. That's interesting. And here you go. (laughs) Drink it in. This, This was who you chose to be. There might be a little vodka in this drink. So, yes. <laughs> so, I want to I want to touch on a couple of points cuz I actually that's had a, a lot, similar That's a lot. Of, that I that just was gave a lot. You. I gave, gave you a lot. A lot. It's true. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to Do gonna... I belong to this? I think I might belong to the <laughs> to this Matrix church. I think you do. I think I do. I think you're very passionate about this. Apparently. Apparently. Uh F conformity, man. I'm just saying. You, I mean, you listen to a lot of rage, so what are you going to... There's a lot of rage in there's here. There's a lot of rage. There's a lot of rage. I had a similar thing, which is interesting because I'm going to bring up my name because I wasn't always TC. Growing okay. up, uh, I was Tommy because my father is also named Thomas, and so I could never be Thomas or Tom. Like, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. As soon as I hit eighth grade, I was like, this doesn't fit. I'm a giant human and Tommy boy was coming out and I was like, this isn't going to work out for me. I need to, I need to make a shift. (laughs) I need to. Yep. Yep. That'll do it. Change lanes. Nothing, nothing against Chris Farley, but you're not wrong. I love Chris Farley. Recently watched Beverly Hills Ninja. (laughs) Probably not his best movie, but it made me go. I'm sure it's still got a chuckle or half in it. I love him. Anyway, so Tommy boy was coming out and I was like, I got to change lanes on this one. Uh, couldn't be Tom or Thomas, so I went with TC. My middle name starts with a C, so I went with TC. When I made that change between eighth and ninth grade, I also got contacts. I made a, a decision to be more outgoing, and I made a decision to start doing things in school that I wanted to do no matter what people might think about it. I did a musical. I did a play. I joined jazz band. I like... I just started doing these things because I was like, I want to do them, so I'm going to do them. So I made this this kind of change too. The reason I brought up my name is Thomas is my last name is Anderson. <laughs> and from 1999 <laughs> to 2016 is the last time I think I heard it. Everyone who like delivered a package to me or saw my ID or anything was like, Mr. Anderson. And I was like, ugh. Not going to lie, when I found out your first name was Thomas, I held my tongue because I'm sure you had heard that a million times. The only... <laughs> I did. that. So it's not just my last name. It's Thomas Anderson. I also did not think about that for this movie, but that is hilarious. <laughs> I forgot just... about that. <laughs> the only saving grace is that his middle initial is A. Thomas A. Anderson. Could not have told you that was the case. I Oh, I could. Oh, I know. I figured I you could. I researched it. <laughs> After 15 <laughs> years, I was like, I got to get rid of this. I actually did do a name change. Did too. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, so my grandfather's name is James. Okay. So I was always Jamie. Yeah. Giggle that one up. That's pretty good. I had so, a best friend named James. I was I Jamie, Jamie for the longest time. And I think age eight, 
I, 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 that's early. So when it comes to conformity, I, there are, were early signs that I was, yeah, I you was are bucking trends. Definitely part of this church. Uh, at age eight, I requested of my family that they start calling me James instead of Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I got so much crap. My brother still will, it will slip out every once in a while. I'm like, I was eight, man. <laughs> well, that's what brothers are. We're pushing are. almost 30 years. <laughs> of you calling me Jamie? Like, get out of here, man. That's exactly what brothers are for. No, but he's not doing it in a teasing way. Oh, he's, oh. He legitimately, like, calls me that and goes, oh, man, I've always called you that. And I'm like, <laughs> I have I literally asked everybody to stop me that. I, I went so far as being like, what is on my birth certificate? Mm. Is it James? Please call me James. Like, I didn't even go by my middle name or something. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. go, like, call me Blaze. And see, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I'm like, what's on right, my birth certificate? Right, I don't an, care. You were at an age where that was fine, though. But yeah. you, just like you said, you couldn't go by Thomas. I, could, I didn't. My I mean, grandfather I could have, was always Jim. Oh, okay. So I could go by James. Yeah, that works. So like that was fine. But I, 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 I feel you, man. Yeah. I feel you. So to, so to tether this back whoosh, down yeah. to Earth, right? Down to the Earth of the Matrix. The part like this. Uh-huh. That we're describing to me is when they're uh, about to get hit by the L, and Agent Smith is holding him in the big fight, and he's like, "It's inevitable, (laughs) Mister Anderson." And he goes, "My name is Neo," and then like explodes out. That's being true to oneself. It 100% is. He's claiming his own identity from here on out. He's saying, "No." That's 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 the name you gave me. Yeah. This is the name I choose. This is who I choose to be. And that is when he becomes the one to me. Is when it's he starting. claims it yes. himself. Yeah. Because he's like, it it's I think I think in that same scene he is about to run and then he turns around and, and outside of the Matrix Trinity is like, What's he doing? And Morpheus says, He's beginning to believe. Is it that? Well, is it that part? I believe it's that oh, part. Oh man, because because that's it's like okay. yeah yeah, and so he's beginning to believe, and then he fights him, and he's get like, and then he claims who he is, and to me, I'm like, that's the moment when you claim who you are. Was that before? Wait, was that before the L? Yeah. But then he says he thinks he's he's starting to believe. He's beginning to believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was. I thought you were saying it was after the L. Oh no no no. So he's well, uh, at not, the very beginning. Is it Chicago? First off, I. I, I think don't, it's New York City. Yeah, I don't think it is. But they definitely says uh, Washington and Wells. Yeah. They use a Chicago address. They which sure I believe do. We probably aren't going to go too far behind the scenes, but I no. believe the Wachowskis are from Chicago. So well, it makes sense that they would use a, like, oh, it's a Wabash? I think it's, it's like it's Wabash a, yeah. and Wells or something. Like there's a there's a very Chicago address. Like the corner that the exit he's looking for at the end of the movie is mm-hmm. a very Chicago <laughs> intersection that I don't believe belongs in. It New doesn't. York City. I don't think. But I don't think they ever name the city. No. But I don't think it looks like. No, Chicago it, do, it is either. not shot in Chicago. No. It doesn't look like Chicago. I think it looks like New York City. Absolutely. But, but they definitely throw a Chicago address, <laughs> which makes it the Matrix. It's, it's the right. Matrix. They they messed it up. They, they don't remember made, what yeah. was where. They changed it. They didn't. It doesn't matter. Everyone's getting deja vu. I don't know. But yeah, I actually had that exact same note about uh, no, I am, I am, I am Neo. Like that is that is the that is the point where he's actually like willing to like because it's not that he never 
said he was Neo. You know, mm-hmm. it's never that. It's the fact that in the face of the enemy, in the face of conformity, in the face of the machines that he actually Yep. Yes, no, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that he he claims it for himself. Right. Which is is a huge step. It's a huge step. And for anybody who's cuz that's that's another thing as someone who's gone through a transformation, it is hard to go back into the small town and mm-hmm. be able to still be yourself. That is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Leaving and being yourself easy. Like not easy. It is still hard, but once you get to that point, it is you. There's no second nature. It is yeah. that is your nature. But it's hard to not fall back into the roles. The role that you yeah. were, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um so so the fact that he proclaims it that is like I have had that moment. It's not Mm -hmm. as screaming. It was very much I got a tattoo and was willing to show it off to my family who then said nothing about it because that's just (laughs) not how they roll and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But that was me being like, I'm not going to hide my tattoo in front of my family because that's not who I am. Tattoos are taboo in Mormonism? Absolutely. 100%. So the fact I had one. It's crazy. It was a small one. Right. But it was was visible. Mm -hmm. And since then. And since then, I've gotten a bigger one. (laughs) That is even even more visible. Right. (laughs) So I'm definitely not hiding myself anymore. Absolutely. I don't remember what show it was that coined the term revertigo. Uh, that was How I Met Your Mother. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's a, they had a whole episode about it's such a real thing. Well, and and it was both both sides. Like two characters met. Yep. They both reverted back to who they were in high school, and then when they separated for a second, both of them change again. Yep. Be- because it, it is one hundred percent the roles that you are defined in at that time. Yes. And so. Yeah, breaking out of that. You're right. Claiming it in front of the person who you would fall into that. He's in the Matrix. He's facing an agent. And he's like, no. And the agent calls him the wrong name. Yep. This is who I am. And and what she's been calling him the whole time. Right. And this is the only time he's corrected him. Only time. So, yeah. Yeah. Themes. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next, I think the next uh, thing we should need to talk about if we are creating this. Well, first off, um, a name. What would you call this church? Uh, it, yeah. has a, it needs to have it. can't be just the Church of the Matrix. That's boring. That's ridiculous. Um, you got anything You got anything I for do. that? I do. I do. I actually got this directly from Tank as he is first talked. The first time he talks with, with Neo, he talks about how he doesn't have any holes. Neo notices you, like, you don't have any, any of the, the plugs. And he's like, yeah, I'm 100% homegrown, fresh human child of zion and i was like what that that what that is the name there it is children of zion is the name of the church yes exactly yes i agree 100 percent. children of zion right there is just no other name for it all right so there we go the children of zion um maybe we should have done that earlier but i don't care Uh, yeah because then we could have talked about it we could have used it a little more whatever that's all right first episode we're figuring it out um uh, you got any you got any hymns you 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 pull a lot of this movie that you particularly enjoy because I have I have a few. Uh, okay, so since you have a few, I'll use the one. I only, only have, have one. I only have one. Here's the thing: when I watch movies, I got to get better at this. A lot of my friends are really good at like hearing the soundtrack, yeah, and and seeing how it plays with, and I just feel it. Yeah, I just like I love music. I sing. I play. I do all this stuff, but I don't. 
unless it's a song I instantly recognize. Yeah. I don't like listen specifically for the music. I just allow it to envelop me. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> it's just this weird, I don't know. I experience it. <laughs> but the one. You don't need to apologize. The one I noticed that I was like, this needs to be sung. Yeah. At every gathering <laughs> of the children of Zion. Uh-huh. Because not only is it topical to like what they want to be doing, but it is like the end going out power song, which is Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I literally wrote best hymn. It's, yeah. Wake up. It's, it you're is, not wrong. It is either the gathering song. Yeah. Or the going out song. And maybe it's both. Um, I, I wish I would have looked this up. I, I thought about looking this up. So in the next two movies, the second one ends with a rage song too. Oh, I know what it was. The second one a- ends with the song Calm Like a Bomb. Because <laughs> the war is about to start. Yeah, it is. The third one, I remember being in the theaters watching the third one. I, of course I did. Uh, it's whatever. That's who I am. I went to the third one to watch the movie and I was like, as a big Rage Against Machine fan, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the third movie obviously is going to end. You know, they win. They win the day. The song Freedom mm-hmm. should play by Rage Against the Machine. Makes sense. And I think it just ended on a score. And I was like, what are you doing? You ended with two rage songs. You missed. You, you really missed, missed it. it. You missed oh, it. Oh, they have such a good catalog for this, and they had a song for you. You should have written a letter. That probably would have helped. No, it would not have helped for the for the Blu-ray re-release. Uh, uh, for, for for me, I do I do I love a killer soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So I loves me some good hymns from these movies. I will try to do better um, as we move forward. But uh, I mean, first you got Dragula. By Rob Zombie in the club scene. <laughs> that's true. Classic. Um, that's that's a good one. That one's a definite definitely like sticks out. Uh, more of a prelude postlude. Uh, for me at least, mm-hmm. you've got two. Uh, one is Club to Death. <laughs> it's called, <laughs> and it's the song that's playing when he's in that simulation with the woman in the red dress. Okay. Uh, very very drum heavy. That'd probably be more of a prelude. Right. Um, uh, the last one is during the shootout in the lobby. Yeah. Uh, this one I actually had to look up. Uh, it's called Spy Break. What's interesting is I was noticing that music, but there was no, there was There's no, no way lyrics. I could. Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't it, be like, hey. It's by the Propeller Heads. So it actually is by <laughs> okay. like a band. Um, so with Club to Death, same same deal. Right. It wasn't a, these aren't score. These are mm-hmm. actually popular, quote unquote, popular songs that they pulled in. And, uh, but yeah, no, quote for unquote. me, like I'm, I was going to, that was my ending was, was Wake Up by Raising This Machine because oh, it so is. Good. Ooh, you yeah, oh man, it just kicks. Right, it's, and it's, it's so the, and it and it is and it is everything we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Wake up. Yep. It's the, it's the driving <laughs> out song. It's the like yes! wake up, go out and wake up. It's when the awesome. when the uh when the 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 man of worship, whoever the leader of, right. of this of the children of Zion is, that's what they walk out to. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Fist in the air. <laughs> I just love the idea that they I start... I almost did a more of a rage line there, but we'll just keep... <laughs> I love the idea that they start with, like, let us get into a, a moment. Let us listen to the prelude. Club to death. <laughs> like, but it is a calmer song. It is calm. It is calmer with a nice drive, <laughs> but it is called Club to Death. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the name is just very... Hmm. Um... Uh, next, I would like to talk to you about like 
what would some of the traditions look like within this within this church? Yeah. All right. So I, I have four. <laughs> the first one. We'll, we'll start with one. We'll, we'll ping we'll start, pong. Okay. Yeah. The first one is uh, back of the neck tattoo. Oh, like like so the where jack. you would be jacked in. Oh yeah. So uh, that's how you would you instantly would, be able to recognize someone. I would do it own. simple too, just like two circles, like oh, yeah. a big circle and a little circle, and that's yeah. It doesn't have to it. be like super elaborate. Now, is that required, or that's more like is that more oh. like uh you know, you know, it's it is a way to to say that you're part of the church, you know. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I don't think it's required, but it would be like heavily like, suggested. Suggested if you're part of it. <laughs> yeah, we're sort of this underground thing, so we got to be able to know who's who's cool and who's not cool. You know, who? Oh, has you see this whole thing is more underground, huh? Well, a little bit. Well, it's got to start underground. It's for got sure. to right. Every yeah. religion starts underground, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's got to start somewhere. It's got to start somewhere. Uh, I think that goes along with one of the ones I have, where you shave your head when you begin. When you begin, okay. Yeah, as as a uh, sort of as a baptism. I actually have a, this is a whole thing. Is this one of yours too? <laughs> I thought of it okay. on the way over. <laughs> so, so you have to shave your head. Yeah. Um, and you have to dunk into a vat of pink li- viscous liquid. Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Um, and, and possibly, you know, if you want to get crazy, uh, you do after you're done, have to lie down for a long amount of time, Ooh. perhaps get a little bit of acupuncture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, and think about your transition. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I like it. But I like also, it. I'm going to go with this. You can't do um, in the in the spirit of uh, nonconformity and being true to oneself. Mm-hmm. No mass. I, I don't know if there's a more generic term for baptism, but this this not that I know of <laughs> for this ceremony. Mm-hmm. No mass versions of it oh so it's okay. very it's individual individualistic. you can't th- i think there's nothing about this religion that can be mass yeah short of mass <laughs> interesting <laughs> so i don't have this one written down but from what you're saying uh-huh. i'm gonna i'm gonna h- come with another one here yeah you choose your new name then Ooh, yes absolutely that that you are called in the church and by people of the of the church yeah. Outside of the church, but to everyone else, you're Mr. Anderson. Yeah. But you choose your new name. Your new, like, hacker name. Yeah, your new hacker name after you're baptized. What's your hacker name? What's my hacker yeah, what's, name? Or what's oh, your new, what would your new name be? Oh, I'll tell you what mine is because I'm an audio guy. It'd be Oxsend. <laughs> wow. It's you've, right here. This is not. It's, well, it's also my Transformer this name. This is not the first time you've thought of that. It's my Transformer name. Let's see. Yeah. And when did you, did you think of this when you were thinking of if red is everyone red? Maybe. <laughs> Came up with this when Maybe. you were eight as well. You got a jump start on me. <laughs> what would my name be? I don't know. Now? Um, see, the thing is, I'm so I'm a big guy. And uh-huh. my wife asked me recently what my nickname would be <laughs> in something. And I was like, I don't know, Tank. Because I'm a oh, giant. Yeah. Well, let's but be honest. Tank you has can, been you can, taken. You can take Tank. I can't take He's Tank. He's not real. He's. <laughs> I, let's be honest. Whoa, let's, no, whoa, no, no, no. Oh, you're right. I'm whoa. sorry. Whoa. That was out of Heresy. line. Heresy. That was out of line. Heresy, sir. No, but here's the thing. Why can't you take... I mean, if you if that's how you feel, mm. you can use some of the same names. I think using, Neo... You're using themes on me. I think Neo is the only one you really can't use because that's... Right. that's Come, you can't use that one. You can't use that. He's the one. You it's can't true. also be the one. Can't. That'd be the two. <laughs> That's what I am. I am the two. But you can be. You I'm, can be Tank. But Neo is the one. 
mixed around. So if I was the two, I would really be the what? The what? The what? You want to be the jug- juggernaut? That'd be a good one. For juggernaut you if you're not would ta- be good. <laughs> oh, now see, I'm just gonna. Ju- I'm- Tank's not good for you. If a juggernaut would it be fine. That's or, pretty or good. Or n- not. Not. N a u t. Yeah. Just not. I'm the oh, not. I, I did forget. Uh, there's one more step right before shaving your head, and, and it's oh. obviously taking a red pill. Yes. You- uh, I mean that kind of goes without saying, but we do right. need to say it. It's like fish oil or cinnamon do, or something. You, you do need i think cinnamon's a perfect one because it, you would get a reaction yeah um but you have to be presented with the choice mm-hmm. you're gonna take the red pill and join us or the blue pill and you can you you have the option now right to walk out now is that just to join the church well i think that's to become a member like oh, okay. that, like you can always so you, you know, can you, like come visit you can come, of course of like course. let's be honest nobody's gonna kick you out but right. like when you're ready to become mm-hmm. one yeah. with Become one of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Here is the choice. You know. Gotcha. Uh, you take the red pill. You shave your head. You get the. <laughs> you get the. <laughs> the goo dunk. Because then the goo dunk also yeah, doesn't get in your hair. You definitely but... can't do this first day. No, 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 no. You can't. Day. You can't be like I was curious. You want to. You want to join the church? Here's all the stuff you got to do. Uh, you could also, um, with the with the slab, you could make it more of a sensory deprivation chamber. Ooh. Um, and I've sort of like, to cut, like of cut yourself out from all external things and sort of come anew. And that would actually, if um, okay, you can't be in there too long. <laughs> but no. that would actually give sort of the sensation of, oh, ah, it's so bright, my eyes hurt. And right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That'd be very interesting. My next one is sort of silly, but I love oh, it. I think half of these are going to be silly. So. Uh, every house has to have a landline. If you are a member of the church, you have to have a landline because we need more exits. I, I also have, uh, I'm going to piggyback on that one. Yeah. The house of worship has to have a payphone. Yes. Not obviously. just a landline. It has to have a payphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at every corner of the outside of the church, for goodness sake. We Just need a whole bank of them? We, that's the biggest problem in this movie. They're like, where's the closest exit? A mile away? I love, Let me run on rooftops. This would work in 1999 because uh, they're becoming fewer and far between. Mm-hmm. Like, it was right at the sweet spot. It really was. it happens 20 years later, it's like, who's got a landline? Right. They're like, where's the closest one? 15 <laughs> miles from here? A town over? <laughs> In the in the post office? I'm, I'm running. You know that I'm running, right? <laughs> Nobody drives. Oh, not in this movie, at least. Right? There would definitely be this. Maybe not so much a tradition, but sort of a goal okay. that followers have is to try bending spoons with your mind. <laughs> yes, because there is no spoon. There is no spoon, and 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 that is showing you that you are definitely ready. If you can bend a spoon with your mind. Absolutely. Well, technically, you're not bending the spoon. That's right. impossible. That's impossible. But once you can bend a spoon. You're bending. It's <laughs> Once you believe there is bends. no spoon. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Spoons everywhere in the church. And some of them just bent. Like, maybe they weren't. They're already bent? Yeah, maybe they weren't, like, bent the right way. But, but you would know. Give them hope. Yeah. Give, yeah. give them hope. Um, <laughs> my last one. Church clothes. Are specific. You have one. You have to wear sunglasses inside the church. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's a given. And you wear black to church. Okay, here's where I disagree with you. 
What? Okay, so only because of the theme of um, being true to oneself. So uh, at the time, 1999, uh-huh. yes, all black, leather, sunglasses, the I, whole nine yards. I have extra points for leather. <laughs> I put that. Oh, at, no, I think the uh, I think the the head uh, person of worship, like the worship leader, mm-hmm. Duster, full leather, full leather, Duster, full Duster, yep. leather, Duster. That you have to, have like, to. That's like the frog. <laughs> like you have to do the whole thing, every <laughs> service. I don't care if it's summer. Yeah. The air conditioning it's will be 90 tight. degrees. You are wearing that leather uh, I duster. I think I think a regular churchgoer mm-hmm. uh, would have to dress for oneself. What represents you? Because if you put a, if you put a label on this uniform, yeah, you're defeating the purpose of individuality uh, of fighting conformity. Wow. You may as well what's, be an agent. Fine. What's your next tradition? I'm going to poop all over it. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I didn't have as many as I thought. No, that's a fair point. The, the I crazy thought hard thing, about that one because I was did. like, "Oh, I've, I, you can't, you can't wear a suit. You can't wear like white shirt. Oh, absolutely suit. not. That allowed. is no. You you would you are the enemy. Right. That's like dressing up like the devil. Because if you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If one random Sunday someone came into my church just dressed like the devil, <laughs> just sits down with just a pitchfork. <laughs> Moves his tail. Pardon me. Excuse me. Pardon excuse me. me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Or just, a mind of its own. I don't know. Or is he just dressed like Pacino in Devil's Advocate? <laughs> oh God! But if they just sat down and they're like, "I'm just curious about what's going on in this church," I would you just would, lose you it. You would welcome them. I would lose it. I would laugh so hard. I would try to go about the service, but I would not be able to. You would keep looking at that person, oh, no matter what. I don't think I could look away. You're just you're you're trying, but it keeps coming back. Coming right back to him. Uh, you know, it's funny. I had a lot of traditions, but then I was able to like merge them all into the, uh, the baptism. Because I was kind like, of thing. oh, maybe you do a red pill every time, but that's that's a lot of that's, that's a, a little overkill. Well, that's overkill because like the point they only of it take is it once. right. Well, not well, that doesn't mean anything. Wow. In in like religious traditions, like oh. often is like mimicking a, an important event. Yeah. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it's, but this one, it's very specific to the one big moment that would be in your life. Yeah. I got another one. You got another one? I told you to remind me of Tasty Wheat and you didn't do it. Oh! But my brain did. Yeah, Tasty Wheat. Tasty Wheat. You told me not to do this and I'm trying really hard not to do this. <laughs> okay. Which is compare everything to Christianity. <laughs> that's where you, it's but fine. that's yeah. where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> that is my job. Right. Tasty Wheat is communion. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Tasty wheat and, and... So you come up for a bit of tasty wheat. Right. And it's a protein-filled... Exactly. It's got like a protein-filled... Like mm-hmm. It's got all the things you need, but it's tasty wheat. Absolutely. And if you want, if you, it's not purely for the church. If you want to have that at home, you know, right. there's it nothing is wrong not, with that. It is not... Exclusive. ...what they're having mm. in the Matrix. Right. But... It represents ah, what they're you. having I in the Matrix. You. That is how it's communion in my mind, because that's <laughs> what they eat, and they're like, "This is this isn't exactly it," because we can't do exactly it. We don't know what it is, but it represents it. I think you oh, there man. would be a not like a requirement, but it would be uh, once again like heavily like we all kind of do this, right? Uh, learning some sort of martial arts. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. kung fu specifically and jujitsu. Is kung fu actually a thing, or is that just like a generic term? I don't even actually know. I think it's a real thing. Is I think that's what thing? Jackie Chan does, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's been so like bastardized at this point that like that's I true. can't tell if it's a real thing or it's just like shorthand for martial arts. 
Huh. I think it's a. I think it's a real. I thing. mean, it could be. It I, could I'm, be. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't either. That's not Floyd. where my expertise lies. I, I did not do any martial. That's not true. I did two I did years a of a martial art that yeah. was not. It's like an underground martial art that this one guy at my church knew. That sounds slightly sketchy, but yeah. It was yeah. so sketchy. It was just me and him in his basement, and he taught me a martial art. Do, do you want to? I know, I'm fine. Do it's you want to talk off mic no, about this? Really, okay. It's, no, it's it's really okay. I promise. We're okay. Good. It's good. I mean, we'll talk about your wife and <laughs> this martial artist. Well, lots is coming up in this podcast. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my goodness. That was... That wasn't martial arts. You're supposed to be wearing pants. Um... Uh, but, but it's, I mean, but the thing is a lot of tenets of martial arts, if you actually practice mm-hmm. them, is not violence. It mm-hmm. is control of oneself and balance and all the things, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a lot more to it than just violence. But we can get into the point of like, yeah. if you're a literalist mm-hmm. versus a metaphorist? A, a metaphorical A metaphorical, a meta I like it. Follower versus a literal follower. Okay. A literal follower would definitely be like, you have to fight the enemy. Yeah. If you were taking this literally, <laughs> like anyone to, who to is the... not part of your church is the enemy and you can kill. Totally fine. Because <laughs> yeah. if they become an agent, I put quotes around that. I mean, the children of Zion do not condone it. Right. But... But it's also not. Is it always? I mean, is they it don't, always in self defense? Um, like I'm. I think it is. I think it is too. I think it is. I, I think don't they're think always they being attacked by hunting. an agent. Yeah. Mm. Do they go agent hiding? When they saved Morpheus, they walked into that place. But they don't come armed. No, they do come they armed. They come super. They armed. come with. A, yeah. Nope. Nope. They, I take it back. They, they killed a bunch of dudes. Not even agents. Not, they weren't agents. None of them were agents. They just worked. They're the guys who just work at that building. Right. The guy's like, do you, just do you have any metal? And he, he was like, oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, oh. boom. Just took him. Yep. Took him out. Nope. Okay. I, I'm sorry. So, I don't no. know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yes. So no, it's not always uh, in self-defense. Uh, so uh, see, and that's the thing. I think the children of Zion as a proper, mm-hmm. um, you know, gun, gun safety. Yeah. Fine. Learn yeah. how to fire a gun is fine. Mm-hmm. Owning guns is fine. Yeah. Um, but a literalist is like that next level. Like, no, yeah. you need an arsenal, my man. Yeah. You need. It's like, no, you can learn martial arts. You can learn how to fire a gun. You can you can be able to protect oneself. Mm-hmm. But that one that that story of like going to get Morpheus. That that's one story. That's the one where yeah. literalists will be like, that's why I can go shoot up somebody. That's why I'm allowed. Yep. In the name Ooh. of. I mean, they're the definitely Matrix. like. They have the tattoo. No, no, they've gone one step further. They have like a metal piece surgically implanted. <laughs> implanted. And, yeah. Oh. It doesn't go anywhere, but it no. looks like it does. Oh, and it leaks. And it does. Just, how could it not? <laughs> how could it not? <laughs> they are also trying to like create the technology to just learn stuff through. <laughs> they try to jack into a computer. They try, but it, but, it do, but not that jack. That jack doesn't work. That you doesn't know? Work. They, they like put a chip in their brain and then they try like Bluetooth. I think Elon Musk is, might be a children of Zion. Yeah, I, he is definitely in the, that child church. of Zion right there. Um, but yeah, like, uh, but like, let's be honest, the other side, the meta side yeah. is definitely like, I, I would see, I would see them embracing more the be true to oneself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, questioning reality, mm-hmm. I think, goes innately on both sides. Yeah. But more of a, I feel like a meta person would be more like it's questions one's reality, but it's more of your perception of reality, how you see the world, and you can be better in it if you are true to one yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're not actually 
in a simulation, you're not actually going to cross over into a real world. Right. This is the real world, but the real world is not your full potential. Right. If you are not being yourself, you are essentially living in a simulation. Yes. If you're not being true to who you are, you are not uh, making your world real. And you're also hindering everyone around you who is who assumes that this is the real you. Right. Like. Agreed. So, so that is definitely the more meta side of it, uh, is they would be true to themselves. They would fight the power of control in this yes. world. I think they would try helping the greater good. Yeah. Um, and using that as a means to bring them towards them is like, come with us. We, we want to help you be you. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and help you be who you are meant to be. Mm -hmm. If I may. And you may. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, I think the <laughs> I think the literalist side oh, of this they're super violent. is way more dangerous than almost. Oh no, they would be cuz like cuz like Any I other? feel like I mean, we we're not going to normally go too much into like reli actual right, religious talk, right, right. but like a religious extremist uses their holy book in a way yep. to condone violence of some sort mm -hmm. and Normal holy books do have their violence, but they're usually like within a story, which yeah. is, is what this is too. Absolutely. But this is like an extreme. I mean, it's a rated R movie <laughs> for violence. Yeah. Yeah. Dudes get shot. Oh! Right in the face. <laughs> Dodge this. Dodge this. So my, my question though is as a, as a litera, literalist, yeah. which you obviously are of the children of Zion. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mow them down. If you're if you're a literalist, you believe this is a simulation. Yes. How do you get out? Well, you're working on it. Right. You're working you on technology. To... You're 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 scouring the dark net, trying to find the hackers that have already escaped to bring mm -hmm. you, or you're trying to create the technology to hack into your own body, in its pod wherever it is. Well, if you're That's a literalist, you... you would have to do the first, because the second isn't part of. Well, it depends. It, that's true. You would think there are. I, that is true. You, if you, as a literalist, you do know there's a hacker out there looking for you. You are yeah. looking for them. Yep. So you are scouring the dark net looking for oh, them. Oh, man. You would be taken advantage of so much. If this was a real church. Oh, oh absolutely. A literalist, a, a literalist could, so is going to get hoodwinked so, left and right. So hoodwinked. This is the real pill. All I need. <laughs> Is fifty thousand fake dollars? Fake. I need you to send dollars. me Amazon gift cards. <laughs> just take a picture of it. Yeah. Send just me send the it to me, and and we'll we'll square this away. Oh man, that is uh that is crazy. I would definitely be more meta. Oh, I I I mean, let's be honest. As this show goes on, we're probably always going to be more the meta because that's, that's that's what these movies are for. Like yeah. they are. I I found as growing up like movies ended up teaching me more about life than mm. Mormonism did. Like Mormonism helps a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, of course it does. Like there is good parts in there and there's good people and they are helping others. And then there's not. And that's just my, uh, you know, uh, experiences with it. And, and I found that a lot of my more modern sensibilities have come from pop culture, which not going to lie is kind of how this whole thing started yeah. coming together. Well, it's all about how it's framed and presented to you, right? Because movies were presented to you as stories. As These entertainment. Are, 
These are stories. These are entertainment. Yeah. If there's a moral in it, you get it. But I'm there's guessing some truth to that. Yeah. Right. I'm guessing Mormonism was not presented to you that way. It was presented to you in a way of this is truth. This is actual. Yeah. And this is the only way. Yes. And if it was the other, who knows? Maybe right. you might have stayed a Mormon. Good point. Because Possibly. you could have seen it as stories that impacted your life, just like the children of Zion can impact your life. <laughs> right. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Which is, if this were a real church, would you join? I, I think 1999 me would have totally joined um, and been a meta okay. for sure, because well, I've never been a violent person. Um, even down to the fact that like my, my, my father and brothers hunted and I did not want to go. I did not want to shoot something. Wow. Like real, for real, real pacifism, real pacifism. Okay. Like never going to have a gun in my house. So like I wouldn't be that end of things. Like I could still see learning how to shoot one perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's about as far like knowing the, the 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 safety training would be something I could do, but like owning a gun and firing it at someone never never could never could do that. But the whole like perception of reality, uh, the, the the being true to oneself, like mm-hmm. the other themes, spot on. I totally would have been interesting. Would you have taken a, a martial art? I did do karate for a little bit, yeah. Did my, you? my grandmother had a, um, a gymnastics studio okay. as I was growing up, a dance and gymnastics. So yes, I did take dance. Nice. Uh, and he, she had a. There was a guy who started using her her location for karate, and I did take a few lessons, and then I didn't. So I was interested. How about you? Would you? Uh, okay, so a lot of <laughs> a lot of make believe here. A lot right? of ca- so, well, this whole thing's whole make-believe. thing's make believe. Uh, the caveat is that nobody belongs to their current faith system, correct. and there this one has yeah. been presented to you. Um, I as a so literalist, no, absolutely right. Not. Like, let's no. be honest, it's that's, never going to be literal. Uh, no, uh, meta side, maybe the thing that would kind of throw me though yeah. is the whole how you enter the church. The actual like baptism, the actual like baptism if that was a part of the bapt- tradition, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like Pepto-Bismol, dunking, take the, yeah, take shave the, the head, pills, shave the sensory head, sensory deprivation chamber yeah. with a bit of acupuncture once you're done. Yeah, right. I would be like, that's a little much. It's yeah. just a little much for me. To two on the back of my <laughs> neck. <laughs> um, but yeah, now the, let's the, put this. Let's put this out there. You do have a tattoo. At least. I do have. So a it's tattoo, not. It's yeah. not the ink that would be. No, no, no. It's, the, it's the branding yourself essentially yes. for a t- for a religion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, the themes, the idea of uh, individualism, and you are what you believe you are. Yeah, is is something that I think I can jive with. Okay, it's it's something that. I think I like the tradition that is our made up traditions that we just made up right now. That's what would get me. (laughs) Things that we we are obviously being extreme, but that's the one. one. uh, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) Yeah, the traditions we made up is like "Mm, I don't look good in leather, so I don't think that's what I'm saying, man. No leather. Just what do you feel good? Do you want to wear a bright purple suit? You Mm, do that, man. But you said no suits. No, no, no. No black suits, white shirt. Oh, that's fair. Oh, right, you right. can't look like an agent, basically. That's fair. That's fair. But if 
<laughs> See, that's the problem. Is like, what if that's how you feel? It's like, that's fine, but you do look like the <laughs> devil right now. Just going to put it out that you look right. like the enemy. So, uh-huh. I mean, if that's how you feel, if you feel like the enemy, that's mm-hmm. fine. I think this is, is this is something that I could see myself being a member of in the meta sense, in the very, okay. like, I take the... I take the general thoughts and feelings of it, and I, I agree with those and the directions like if, and how they help my life. <laughs> I feel like if we keep this bit going, um, it's always going to be meta. Let's be honest. Because, yeah. like, I think even in a current state of religion, those who are practicing of our age are mm-hmm. more meta than they are yeah. literal. Yeah. So, but I, I agree with you, though. Like, yeah. like if we do have to do that caveat. Like, I would not be on that extreme of things. Mm-hmm. So... But I do want to circle back real <laughs> yeah, quick because yeah. I noticed you didn't quite really actually answer my question. I said I would. You said in 1999 oh, you oh, would. Would I, you I don't today? Think, I don't, I mean, see, this is the thing. Today me, with my current experiences, uh, is very much on the individual side of things mm-hmm. and the fact of, uh, I think for me, if somebody were to approach me with that, I'd be like, Wait, so you have an organized thing about being individuals? That doesn't jive. And you all do the same and you all do, thing? Well, you all did the same thing to get into it. And you kind of, <laughs> you have traditions. You'd see that you, hmm. you see how this doesn't really, oh, where I'm having an issue here? Mm, no, no you're not. What, what are you saying? <laughs> so I, I think in that sense, if that is the, if that's what you're coming at me with, mm-hmm. that it probably wouldn't work. But you would get to choose your brand new name. Yeah, I can do that. I did that. <laughs> But uh, I've done that a few times, actually. But the children of Zion at your door with their pamphlet are very, very frustrated the, at this no, point. No, it's not a pamphlet. It's literally a DVD copy of The Matrix. They just hand them out to you. That's right. Just buy them watch in bulk. This just You'll watch. Understand? This. And you grab it. And you go. I have, but thank you. I I will watch it again. <laughs> My other copy really wore out, so I'm I'm happy you got me this. I mean, so the DVD they scratch, you know. So it's it's good to always re up, you know. Come back in like ten years, and when it's probably scratched up again, when the kids have touched it too many times oh, those sticky fingers <laughs> children all right i think uh i think we i think we did it man yeah i think you have welcome a, a to lot. the children of zion we'll Woo. be opening up but no we're not doing this is pure <laughs> thought experiment yes, uh is... but yes thank you thank you for joining us uh on this little journey of non-sensory um and uh yeah i think i think i'll we'll come back next week I think that sounds good. I don't know what with. Yeah. We'll figure that out. We'll we'll definitely figure that out. So, yes, uh, join us next week for more Word of Nerd. Bye. Bye.